Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Derek here with Screen Heroes from the Heroes Podcast Network. This week, we've got a very special episode of Screen Heroes, episode 92. It's a uh, live panel from Kansas City Comic Con, which was this past weekend in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. And we had a live audience participation panel talking about the various live action Batman movies, all nine of them. And we rank them from worst to best. So stay tuned and listen to that. And then let us know if you think we got our rankings right or wrong at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you enjoy. We are a local podcasting network. We have a total of five shows, and this is our flagship show. We talk about movies and TV primarily in the superhero, sci-fi, and fantasy genres, but we like to talk a little bit about everything. We start every podcast off with a little bit of news. We like to keep fresh with pop culture, get your reaction to what's going on, say things like Ryan Johnson is now doing a whole new Star Wars trilogy for Disney. So uh, hopefully Last Jedi is good, otherwise it's a very bad move. Yeah, well, I mean, he's really excited to, uh, to to do this movie, and he had a really good time with it. So I think that him giving him another trilogy, somebody that's so excited about it, is going to be a good thing. It can't be bad, I imagine. And that probably means they're killing off the Skywalker saga, too, and that's pretty much over. Starting a new corner of the Star Wars universe. It's time for the Kenobi saga. It's time for the older public. Older come on. All right, but we are here to talk about Batman. So just short introductions. Uh, I am Derek, one of the the hosts on Screen Heroes. I'm Ray, or Siren Ray. I have a booth here in the cosplay section. If you hit the bus, you've gone too far. Just good life advice, don't hit the bus. Yeah, I'm Ryan. Uh, I am half of Buster Props. Uh, we have a table in the uh, artist area, so come check out. We make cool Batman stuff and all kinds of other heroes too. But Batman's why we're here, so. Yeah, yes. so uh, basically, we are going to be ranking the live action Batman movies, going back to the 1966 Adam West film, and then up through Batman vs. Superman uh, that came out more recently, of course. We're not including Justice League or Suicide Squad for two different reasons, but. Uh, those are all the movies that are going to be kind of up for play. So no animation, no TV, just live action films. I tried. I really wanted to get like Batman Under the Red Hood, and there's uh, so many. Of them. I know, but they're so good. Justice League Dark Batman. I mean, so come on. he stole the show. Or... I mean, it was his. It should have been Batman and Justice League Dark. So just real quick to go through these chronologically, so you know what's up for grabs. So the 1966 Adam West Batman the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman, Batman Returns, 
Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, the whole Nolan trilogy. So Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and then BBS. Yes. This is audience participation too, so we have a mic out here floating around. So if you guys have some input, please tell us when we're wrong because I mean I'm never wrong, but these two you might need to correct. So So if you agree with Ryan, he wants you to speak up. Definitely, yeah, yeah. If you disagree, the mic is probably not gonna work for you. So I have a button over here to press. Uh, if you haven't noticed, the three of us are all very opinionated and passionate about geekdom, so uh, our rankings tend to be very argumentative, and that's why we thought it would be fun for an audience participation segment today. So we should probably kick things off then. Uh, we would normally go from what we think is the worst film in that. Is that Peter Robin? Robin? Yes. And then we can go to the best film. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, Batman and Robin is usually, I think, widely agreed to be the worst. I- I'm going to throw out the, the Dark Knight Rises, though. I agree with you on that. The Dark Knight Rises was fairly awful, but <laughs> at no point did Christian Bale pull out a Batman visa. But so. it was a joke. He did have time to right, well, and oil the bat symbol on a bridge. So he fired. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, everybody's in trouble, but let me do this pretty yeah. armor first. Like, you did that in a serious way, whereas the original internet thing was a joke, Yeah. Did you know that there is a secret tunnel from the Middle East to Gotham directly, and that's how he got back? He built it himself. (laughs) He started digging right after his parents. So here's here's my my, uh, ending Batman and Robin, which I don't play. Decisions have been All this stuff came from comic books, right? Comic books are always candy and always cheesy and very colorful, and uh, Dark Knight Rises is none of those things, really. Uh, it, it takes itself way too seriously. Bane was a terrible... Okay, so Bane was too. so great in Batman and Robin? Was no, I mean, he was at least Bane closer to his counterpart. Smash! No, that's Hulk. That's not Bane. Okay. I'm sorry. Bane, Bane has been bad in both of his live action interpretations. So those cancel each other out. I mean, everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Robin was closer to comic book. All right. Batman. So well, let's do this. It's, it's, my it's, vote counts as like 12. So what do you guys think? Batman and Robin. So let's, let's do a vote. Let's do this. So if you think Batman and Robin is the worst live action Batman movie, raise your hands. So we have basically our hands. That many people have the wrong opinion in here? This is going to go really well. Just out of curiosity, how about The Dark Knight Rises? We got right. one, two, three. And five. Wow, to include us. All right. All right. All right so, <laughs> is it fair to say that we can put Batman and Robin at the bottom and Dark Knight Rises next? Does anybody have any uh, any argument for any other Batman movie being worse than uh, Dark Knight Rises, other than Batman and Robin? No. Okay. Right. So let's do that then. That's... So, what, is there ten movies in total? I haven't counted. Three, four, six, seven, nine, nine movies. Please do. Let's get the mic. Grab the, grab the mic there. Uh, the other thing that makes me mad about Dark Knight Rises is wouldn't you need a uh, doctor to do with a spinal injury? And you would? Yeah. And how, Not random shaman yeah, in your prison cell? Yeah. yeah. And I, it just, you definitely wouldn't be swinging from a rope tied around your waist five minutes later that could re-injure your back? No, I'm sorry. That is death. If you climb a rope tied around your waist and you fall. That is death. That is It was the dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, you know, those are the push-ups and some pull-ups and patting shapes. That's totally fine. He's more totally physically good. fit after his back heals than the beginning of the movie before yes. his back is broken. 
So it was a magical backbreaking that healed him completely. On behalf of medical science, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> of all medical science. Okay, so that leaves us with number seven. Number nine is Batman and Robin. Number eight is The Dark Knight Rises. I'm going to pass it along to one of you guys and I'll make the next. Batman Forever. Uh, okay. So, so here's here's my reason. But there weren't bat nipples yet. There were no. I'm, I'm not. I'm definitely not saying anything about bat nipples. That's why Batman and Robin is already on the list. There were some very prominent copies, though. That's true. Nothing wrong with that. You're super. But, you might as well enhance, you know, something. When you're a 12 year old girl coming into your sexuality and watching that, <laughs> you know, so Batman does it for you. Val Kilmer does it for everybody. Like, it, it was David Bowie and Labyrinth, and Val Kilmer in that movie. began when Batman and Robin finished. It began taking the tone of the Tim Burton movies, which was uh, a little darker, of course, a little more serious, less kid-friendly, and making a movie to sell action figures. Yeah. And that was, that was, was a lot of white He was. He was, but it doesn't look like a Tim Burton movie. It doesn't feel like a Tim Burton movie. It was designed to sell toys, just like the second Ninja Turtles film, right? And so it completely changed the tone and the direction they were going. Um, I, I think that it's the the weirdest of the Batman movies because it's nowhere near as funny as Batman and Robin is, but it's also not as serious as the others. Uh, Jim Carrey is so like I love I love Jim Carrey, but that Riddler is so over the top, right? I mean, as much as the Riddler wants to be considered one of Batman's most dangerous villains, he he never has been. Hush was the closest thing to it, and you don't even know it until the very last page or so. But Oh my god, it's like a 15-year-old comic. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, read a book once in a while. I've read, read it, I've read it. Uh, well, how about this? Anybody in the audience think something other than Batman Forever needs to go next on the list? I personally think that Batman v Superman should be a little bit lower. Not because it was a terrible film. I... Uh, I think it belongs here. I, it's a Batman and Superman film. I want to see the Ben Affleck Batman solo film, but this is this was. Batman Forever is a Batman and Robin film. No, it is not. Chris O'Donnell does not exist. <laughs> so I mean, if we put Batman Forever here, then all three movies with Robin are at the bottom of the list. There are three movies with Robin. Well, I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh come off it! They call him Robin. It's the most worst thing. Such a what, what, okay. In that case, Robin Scherbatsky is all the rubbish. Which is not the name of the Batman movie. So it's not oh my god. It's fine. I think the Avengers are a Batman film. Yes, yes. Uh, you, you in the back, you agreed that Batman and V Superman should be kind of. Torn. I'm not saying it shouldn't be down for the bottom, but I'm all about. I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, I think uh, I never see him kind of thing. I like the. Plot idea of Batman Forever and kind of questioning himself, which is executed really poorly, I think. I and Batman v Superman, I really didn't get like Batman's motivation. Just oh, Superman, he, he, there's a one percent possibility he can hurt people. We gotta take him out. That's <laughs> come on. And just I didn't get that detective Batman that I'm used to. To be fair, like almost none of the movies are detective Batman. I agree. That was this guy was the topless. Yeah. Chris is getting his exercise today. Yep. We're making right, it. We're out. Another jacket. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, funny, like, well, I think Batman vs. Superman should be lower than 
unheard because like he's he's saying like Superman kills people, but some of the stuff Batman does, these people probably won't surprise him. Oh, I don't kill people. I don't kill Batman has killed people in pretty much every one of these movies we have on the list, and it, the only one that I think he, he may be questionable is Clooney. It's so by if we're ranking it by like which one didn't kill Batman, and Clooney is going to be. Well, in the top. I don't think Adam West ever killed anybody. I mean, there's some weird stuff. Maybe Adam West. Okay, I'll give him that. He avoided the nuns and ducks, but was <laughs> yeah. there anybody else under the water? We don't know. Well, <laughs> but I do agree. I mean, I, you make a fair point. I just the killing people thing. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't want to be a game, so it's just not a movie at all. He's like, he's like, I'm just gonna like hit him with a tank, shoot him. Oh, and then I'm shooting the tank. Oh, they're just unconscious. They're good. Right? Yeah, they're good. They still got an RV. I know that because of my detective vision, right? Like, it really got motive yeah. going through it. If yeah. anybody still puts Batman on this moral pedestal, there is a scene in the comics where there's a burning orphanage in the background, and he decides to have sex with Black Canary instead, and they, all these children die. <laughs> they never rescue the burning orphanage. So. It's all in the same comic cell, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I guess what it comes down to is which movie did you all enjoy more, BBS or Batman Forever? So, Batman Forever. So let's, right, let's, let's, let's do the vote then. So who working out? Yeah, the, vote, the voting is good, I like that. So who thinks that next on the list as should be worse. as as worse should be Batman for uh, Batman Forever. So we got one, we got one, we got two. Okay, okay. so, so I'm, 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 I'm right on voting for two, so three, and then BBS. BBS. Is everybody? <laughs> That's fair. I'm so, not started. That's so sad. sad. I would like to make a disclaimer. While I enjoyed Batman Forever the movie more, I still prefer Ben Affleck's Batman. Absolutely. If we were ranking individual Batmans, it would be. Batman. So just the, just for my own self understanding, who here thinks that Ben Affleck is a better Batman than Val Kilmer? Okay, yeah. that makes me feel better. <laughs> I think Val Kilmer. I'm very criminally underrated as Batman, so I'm quite well, I think he's a fantastic Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Absolutely, he was good. He was suave. He was charming and kind. I thought that, that's part of the problem, I think, with most of the Batman is that they're either really good as Batman and not Bruce Wayne or really good as Bruce Wayne and not Batman. Like, George Clooney, I mean, he basically is Bruce Wayne. In real life, in real yeah. Life, right? He's a philanthropist. <laughs> he's good-looking. He charms everybody. He just married a woman who could be Catwoman, you know. Versus, like, I think Michael Keaton makes a much better Batman than he does a Bruce Wayne. I would argue that. I know. I think he's a great actor. That's why kind of paints a lot of people's opinion of the movie to, towards the positive, maybe paint isn't the right word, but uh, <laughs> I think that uh, Batman, he's not a detective, he's not really that good at fighting except with his elbows, and even with that, it's like, come on, play an Arkham game and you'll see how Batman fights. Uh, it, it just, <laughs> voice, right, that was the worst rendition, 
out of nowhere and now I keep mad. But like, oh, that's also the Batman Begins. So why, why is Batman Begins? Batman? Because I think Batman Begins was good showing like a, uh, an origin of Batman. Okay. And it like kind of, I don't think it was much better. And Batman Begins would be my next worst. But I think as far as a true Batman movie, that, that The Dark Knight would be the next one for me. We have two comments. Chris, first uh, I was going to second is, uh, I, as much as I enjoy the, the, the Christian Bale films, they never actually feel like Batman movies to me. Like, he's, he's decent enough as in the role, but like, it, it, he doesn't really embody that spirit of Batman. It, it just feels like a crime detective story. Okay. With a dude who just happens to dress up. Well, he's just actually doing detective work. It's just, 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 just like a crime film with a dude who, who occasionally dresses up. I'm like, that's not a Batman movie for me. You? I didn't really like the uh, Batman Begins really because like I mean I like Scarecrow he's kind of cool and then I didn't like the whole like end plot you know like where it's like Ross Al Ghul's gonna come over and yeah that was pretty take over take over drive a train into the thing yeah you met him like ten years ago and now he's coming back for revenge. This is a good example of Batman killing somebody. I do want to point no, out that... kill him. He's just, I'm, I'm not not you. No, that is the, the justice system in this uh, country still says that's murder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be Batman Begins. And Batman I'm going to be one of those interchangeables. Yeah, I up Dark Knight because uh, I like Dark Knight. I like the Joker. The Joker's really cool. Joker right. But the Joker doesn't make a Batman film a Batman film. Yeah, I know, I know. But do we have another comment? Thought, maybe. I, I would put Batman Begins lower as well, just personal preference, because I think that the villains are more compelling in Dark Knight, at least I'm really happy. With I thought Scarecrow was pretty good in Begins, like, I, I mean, I guess probably not, if you're comparing, like, Heath Ledger's Joker versus the Scarecrow, I mean, obviously, Heath Ledger's Joker yeah. is going to win that battle. I just really enjoy, like, a good villain, like, if yeah. there's not a good villain, then I don't really care. I just thought the Batman stuff was a little worse in Dark Knight. My favorite part of Dark Knight, though, it was the origin and the evolution of Harvey Dent. And killing him off, I thought, was the absolute worst thing they could have done. Because they set up three for him to really just take over and destroy so much. Plus, his three was supposed to be the Joker again. I know, I know. And this is a very controversial statement that I'm going to make, and I, I adore Heath Ledger, but I feel like that Oscar was given to him because he passed away. It wasn't, it, because the Oscars have such a terrible streak of not appreciating good acting in other non-Oscar-rated films that it was given because this man went through such emotional turmoil himself personally and not because of his performance. I, I, I also think they regret not giving it to him the year before for Brokeback Mountain, which he yeah. completely deserved. That's what I was going to say. A lot of the time there's these actors who get it for a film that wasn't quite as good as their previous one because they just should have given it to him before. Like uh, Denzel Washington, for example, I felt like he deserved it in John Q. Uh, not, not that uh, Training Day was bad or anything, but I felt like he deserved it in John Q and they didn't give it to him then, so they felt like they should have yeah. given it to him for Training Day. Yeah. And what? Leonardo DiCaprio. Right, Leonardo DiCaprio is another example, absolutely. Yeah. When you compare Revenant to Wolf of Wall Street, it just doesn't hold up. And I mean, Al Pacino got it for Sense of a Woman, and I mean, the heat was just 
a better performance. Anyway, Sorry, we're getting well, yeah, very so tangential. Let, let me ask this. Let me ask this one real quick. So we're talking about Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. Is there any other person out there who thinks a different Batman movie should fall at this point at number five? Part of me wants to say Adam West. You guys know? Yeah. I promise not to yell at anybody that you're wrong if you want to say something. Unless, unless it's one of us. So yeah. That's just for Adam this West particular moment. That might change later. <laughs> Adam West, I think he encompasses what Batman was always supposed to be because it's detective comics. At least at the time it was released, it was definitely encompassing well, yeah. that. Maybe now it's kind of gotten the comic books going a different route, but... I mean, he still does detective work, but at the end of the day, of all the live-action movies, Adam West is really the only one who's ever done detective work. I mean, King work. did some. A little bit. But, but yeah, I think, and I've always made that argument about Adam West, was that he was... I mean, he didn't kill people for the most part. I mean, as far as I know, maybe. Well, he had shark repellent, not yeah, a shark, shark explosion. Yeah, you know? sure. <laughs> it would have been a Michael Bay explosion. The entire villain plot of dehydrating the UN was just incredibly. Come on, that's so cool, right? It's Are like, you kidding me? They turned into like pixie dust. But think about all the other Batman movies. The, the scale of destruction is always just Gotham, and in the '66 film, it's like the whole UN. You know? Like, yeah, it was. It was it was like 1960s right, right. can't be plot. It was like a it was like a bad James Bond plot, but it was the entire year. Okay, okay. Also, Batman Begins has some dehydration plot too. So <laughs> let's just get real here. Okay, so oh, just oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> number five, who votes for Batman Begins? Okay, wow. Who votes for The Dark Knight? And who votes for Batman '66? Nobody. Okay, so Batman Begins is at number five. Good job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Making a decision. All right, so that leaves us with four movies. We've got the 1966, the 1989, Batman Returns, and The Dark Knight in chronological order. So who wants to nominate number four in the Batman list? Chris. I'm going to nominate The Dark Knight. Thank you. Anybody oppose Dark Knight? Is it better to hire? I think we kind of argued this a minute ago. Right. So, okay, so here's, here's, I, I'm going to throw it out there. I, I actually would put Batman Returns at number four. Why are you There's a reason for it. We're going to kick you yeah. off. So, my, Michael Keaton is amazing Batman. So this is not a statement about Michael Keaton. It's a statement about the movie. Which it is about the movie as a whole. Batman is our soul focus. But. Batman Returns is a very weird film. Danny DeVito, is, he takes the Penguin, who is supposed to be this mob boss character, who is maybe not the most attractive man in the world, and makes him into a, a creature who he's not, never intended to be. He's never been inhuman in the comic books. He's never been inhuman in the cartoons. It's the only situation where the Penguin is not just a mob boss. I will argue that point, because if you pay attention in the Batman animated series, part of the look of Penguin is inspired by the movie, and he has like flippers and things, so he's slightly deformed in the comics. But it, it, in the comics or the cartoons? In the cartoons. In the Batman animated series, the look of the, the, the Penguin was slightly uh, inspired by the look of Penguin in the film. Actually, the last night the panel they were talking about the film. Is that not? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe just the, the way they it. Yeah, yeah, I'd like, like to hear that. <laughs> Derek loves everybody on his side. I do. But he might not be. I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we attended the panel with the couple guys from the Animated Series, and they were saying that... Because I asked that exact question. Like, was, was, the, was the Penguin's look in the Animated Series to coincide with uh, with what they did with the interview? And they said no. And it cool. just happened to be coincidence. Because I, I thought so, too. Especially like, with the flipper hands. Okay. Stop eating. 
rebirthing my own body. And also, if you ever saw like the episode of The Mechanic uh, in Batman the Great Series, like there's a plot that's like straight out of Batman Returns where Penguin gets control of the Batmobile and he has to like do like the exact same thing that. Uh, and it was all like, just coincidence. Apparently, because that that episode came out like a year and a half after uh, Batman Returns. But it's just a lot longer to animate than yeah. film, yeah. so that makes sense. That's really okay. Cool. Well, so it's, I like learning Still, just from from a tonal perspective, I felt like Batman Returns kind of went off the rails a little bit and got. It went from dark to just being really timber and creepy and crazy. And you said, like, there's something wrong with it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's one of my favorite movies. Like, Nightmare Before Christmas is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's a creepy timber film. I love timber, but from a Batman perspective, I feel it feels the least Batman to me. From the four that we have. I think the Batman feels super Batman. And maybe you have a problem with Penguin, but like Catwoman that movie was like the best looking Catwoman. Like but her, but her costume and everything, I love the way that Catwoman looked. It's always going to be that's what we marry women. Her style, her style. <laughs> She's not here right now, just for the record, for people listening. I just, I, I feel like the tone of Batman Returns, I wasn't even sure what it wanted to be. Like, some of the Penguin stuff just gets to be really ridiculous and outlandish, and he bites a dude's face off. I don't know. Crap Batman Returns is my pick for the best. Really? Yes. I, I'm actually with you. I think Thank some you. of my favorite shots ever in movies are from that. You know, the whole thing where he's trying to rip out, like, the, like you know, we're just trying to find Catwoman under the all wreckage and Penguin rises up. That's like one of the most beautifully shot boom scenes of any superhero or any movie. It's my favorite timber. I, but does that make it a good Batman? Like, I just, just, just from. You can make you argue that. The Dark Knight trilogy was oh these are really good Christopher Nolan movies. Oh, we've absolutely yeah. already argued that. Well, that's why there's only one left. Gotcha. Yeah, there's only one left. <laughs> well, we could do a recap. So there are nine live action Batman films that we are ranking today. Batman and Robin came in at nine. Dark Knight Rises at eight. BBS at seven. Batman Forever at six. And Batman Begins at five. My argument was that it's a couple others was to put the Dark Knight in. Well, actually, mine was to put the dark at five, but I got uploaded. So maybe, maybe we should do a, do a vote at this point then, um, so we can the dark move forward. Anybody? So okay, so who thinks the Dark Knight is number four? And Batman Returns. Anybody else have any other Batman films? Okay. Okay, so the Dark Knight then will go at number four. All right. Yes, finally, no one can really get out of there. Uh, I, 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 I'm gonna protest. But I, <laughs> I like the movies, but they're not good Batman movies. I, yeah, I like them for what they are. Um, I except for the third one, it was just. So I, I am curious because you know, we we do have have sometimes the audiences a, a little bit. Um, does does oh, anyone? Nice. <laughs> nice compliment. I think they look really good today too. You're all very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> we love you all. We'd like to. Take you home to our podcast later tonight. Uh, no. We'll buy you drinks. I'll let her do that. <laughs> no. I have a weird sense of humor. I'm so sorry. See, now I lost my train of thought. I was going to ask him something. Well, I, I, I mean, so if we have the time, which we clearly do, we can add some of the animated ones. But there's so many. Like, do you, do you include Mask of the Phantasm? Yes, you do. Joke, Anytime you see the Joker slap somebody in the face with a salami, you count it. There's just a like, my point is, of course it counts, but there's so many animated films now that have Batman. Yes, Chris. 
I would, I would probably narrow the list down to only theatrically released animated Batman movies. That means Batman and Harley, Mask of the Phantasm. But then you have to go. You're missing the whole thing. But you're missing the entire DCAU. It was like a two nights. That's still like, the I'm not disagreeing. I said yes. <laughs> I'm just saying that you, you, you have to then leave out a lot of Batman movies. I just feel like it's hard to ignore that the Lego Batman did better than BBS in theaters, both financially and critically, and in our own home. Well, first off, it's PG, so anybody can go see it. PG, PG's, PG movies should make more money than higher rated movies. Because you have tripled your audience. Yeah, I get that. So, you know, you probably didn't have a three hundred million dollar budget either. Uh, I don't know what it costs to make a Lego animated film. To be honest with you, we didn't review that one, so I didn't look at the budget. Okay, so we have three films left. So let, let's let's do this. So we have nineteen. We have uh, the nineteen the nineteen sixty six Batman, the nineteen eighty nine Batman, and, and Batman Returns. So two Michael Keaton films. Yes. and Adam West, of course. I'm still going to go with Batman 66. Okay, I think that's a good place for it. I'm still going to go with Batman Returns at this point. Keeping in mind that Batman 66, it was it was the first of the Batman movies. I'm not saying that it means it automatically needs to be higher. My point is that it was doing something that hadn't been done before, and it was very accurate to the character at the time, though extra candy. He was a detective. He did detective things. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't get arguably close to killing people. It wasn't like, well, they may have survived. Like, he just straight up was not killing people. He had the entire you know, UN's lives on the line. Whereas, you know, the two Michael Keaton films, I'm, obviously they're in the top three, I love them both. But I do think that Adam West's Batman was a little more accurate. I'm not sure I agree with that. Yes. Wait, Microphone. Wait for the microphone. microphone. <laughs> you want to be on the podcast? Although there were the henchmen that were reanimated with hard water. Yeah, there was. I was, I was, I was just thinking, as Penguin does have, maybe he's not a mob boss, but he does have like goons in that movie. And they did die. Yeah. Well, of course he has goons. And he has penguins that have explosives yeah, on him. Yeah, he's the penguin. I, don't know right. I mean, he's not a mob boss traditionally, but I mean, he's uh, he still has well, people I mean, that he's, form that you can classify as a mob. He's a gangster. Right, gangster, mob boss, I guess it just depends how big your influence is, which term you use. But, you know, gangster versus mob boss are a lot closer than mob boss and penguin guy. You know, that's all. All right, well, do you guys have any nominations at this point? We have three movies left. Let's get the mic to this gentleman. You and I are friends. Like, let's hang out. I think 89 should be known. Oh no, we're going to fight. The reason why is partially because if you understand the historical context of it. Because okay. it comes out in 89, in the, in the end of the 80s. So what you have years, a few years before that, you have Jim, you have Batman Year One, you have The Dark Knight Returns, and it's just like it captured some of those elements in 89, and it's it took a radical juxtaposition from 66 that maybe some people, like my women, weren't ready for. But it captures a dark feeling. The Dark Knight wouldn't be possible without Batman 89. I'm sorry, I just want to make sure we heard you. Did you say that? Uh, it should be number one. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. we are going to fight then. <laughs> that's why, <laughs> that's, why, that's why, Brian, I was confused by your response because I was like, I thought you wanted to be number one. <laughs> no, sorry, I thought you were nominated for number three, yeah. No, that's a really good point. 
Yeah, modern superhero films wouldn't be as they are without I mean, I, I, I don't think. I just want to say a couple of positive things about 66. I'll never forget the mechanical shark hanging from your leg. Uh, and even when you said they changed the, um, the, the people in the dust, and then they came back and they didn't speak the right languages or something like that. It was so funny. <laughs> and you got the pal sign and all that. I, I don't know if they had done that in any other uh, movies before. So I like uh, 66. Yeah, I think none of us are against no. 66. Well, I, guess, I guess my thing is, this is not an argument for 66 to be number one. In my opinion, 66 should be number two. My argument here is that it's, just, it's, it's very accurate to being a comic book Batman movie, that the pals and the kabams and all that is very comic booky. And we, we got away from that for a while. You know, a lot of the Marvel movies have gotten, especially like Thor Ragnarok, for example, have gotten a lot closer to feeling like a comic book. And I think the 66 movie did that well. I feel like this, the Batman Returns feels less back, less Batman than the 1989 film or the 1966 film. I will say also that uh, the only movie I'll keep is Dark Knight Rises. I haven't watched it since its theatrical release. But even Batman and Robin, I will turn on once a year and you know, just giggle at it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy all these films and I rewatch them. So there's nothing on here besides the Dark Knight movie. I just really don't like. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Uh, maybe we should take a vote on. Uh, so obviously, you yeah, had another comment. Oh yeah, I just had one small comment. Actually, I wasn't necessarily saying 66 is number one, but I wasn't ready for it to be number three. Okay. And yeah, you got two for me. Number one and two are pretty clear. And I, I think I'm probably with you on that one as well. So let's let's go ahead and take a vote at number three. Who thinks it should be Batman Returns? All right, Batman Returns. That's the majority of the audience. So, Batman Returns is number three. That hurts my soul. Now, I, I I do think maybe it was one of the first times as a kid I saw a woman be strong and feminine and a bad guy all at the same time, and I I can't deny that I, I grew up as a cis identified woman. I still am, and you know I, I hold a lot of passion for Michelle Pfeiffer. Right, but I think if you want to rank the, the suits, we can do a separate ranking of the suits. Oh yeah, I have opinions on that. Animation. Adam West's Batman suit is not the best Batman suit. Uh, it's, just, it's just not, you know, like it's a different conversation. But he might have been the one who was like the best in shape and didn't have any extra padding on him. Like I know that's like got ripped, like Batman is ripped now, but yeah. Adam, like that was Adam West. He didn't have any padding. Right. <laughs> Michael Keaton just has holes in muscles. They didn't have any padding. There you go. Okay, so I think it comes down to Batman 66 and the 1989 Batman. So I'm going to just a hunch assume that we're, we're basically ordering them as number one is 89 and number two is 66. Does anybody disagree with that? I don't think, I think even if they did, they'd be scared to step up in front of us. <laughs> that's okay. We're not going to paint you. This is a safe space. Okay. All right. So then we do have some extra time. Maybe we should talk a little bit about like the bat suit. Animation. Oh, animation. Yeah. Oh wait, we have some comments. Microphone boy. I love comments. <laughs> I just wanted to make a comment about seeing all the movies. There has been one character that's been portrayed really well in every single movie. Alfred. Alfred! Yes, Alfred Redfield. And even in the Gotham show. I mean, even, I don't know if anybody watches that. Oh, come on, I love Sean Pertwee. He is the reason I stopped watching that show. Really? I, okay, I, I have to hear 
Pass the... Pass the mic. We're bad things about Gotham. Well, there's no shortage of bad things about Gotham, but <laughs> Albert Gotham is... I just lost... He was the only reason I lost my taste for the show. It's just he was a dick. He's gotten much better since then. Actually, the whole show really has gotten better since then, and so I, obviously I can't change your opinion at this point because you haven't. But yeah. I know their whole goal is to play at the whole military British. But that's why my favorite aspect. Alfred is is the one of the new movies. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, but I didn't see much of him. But he was he he he's the he makes the most sense to me because obviously Batman's not making all the tech completely by himself. So if you don't want to add a Lucius Fox character in that was created. Superman suit. I actually, I love the 
92 Keaton suit. I'm with you on that. It's not a crazy, like, armor kind of look. It, like, like, it looks like a bulletproof vest. It just doesn't look like a, like a rubber chest. Fair enough. Anybody else have a different suit that they can? Uh, I'd probably argue for the nipples. Uh, <laughs> yes, there's a nipple. So I'm going to I think I was going to second the, uh, the, the Batman <laughs> basic command suit as well. It just it looks like it was ripped straight out of comics, but it's also practical mm-hmm. in that it looks armored on a beam. Absolutely. So, and he also looks like a refrigerator wearing a suit. Oh, um, he is kind of so, supposed to, right? Ridiculous. But, like, yeah. So the BBS suit, because the one in Justice League is different, the BBS suit does seem to be the most realistic from, like, if you were going to be Batman and made a suit, what would it look like? Right? Whereas, you know, um, Christian Bale's is so armor-focused. And, yeah. If I was going to make a Batman suit, it would look like the Burnside Batgirl. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that one though. What I love about the Affleck suit was that it was uh, it's, it is armored, I guess, because it gets like stabbed in the back of the head and it just like stuff or whatever. But I well, like the I like, that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the idea that that uh, Batman doesn't need armor and that it's supposed to be his fighting prowess that keeps him safe rather than like relying on an armored suit. Although the Return suit is my favorite suit. Uh, yeah. But Batman versus Superman did did a lot of things right, and I think that was one of them. One of the things I love about the Batman vs Superman cow specifically is, like in all the movies, they just put black makeup around the actor's eyes, and it's supposed to look like it blends. Whereas Atlas mask looks like it truly blends, where you can't see the separation between the mask and his skin, and where his eyes are it just looks like two of the three eyes sticking through. They made the eye holes really small. That's yeah. the secret. <laughs> it does seem to be the best fit suit. Yeah. Well, I mean, technology has gone a long way, and Ironhead Studios is the ones that they do all, almost all the superhero movies now, but they did the BBS suit, and, and they did a really great job with it. I was just wondering if we could also rank Batman villains. I was just We've actually done that. Uh, yeah. Okay. We ranked Batman villains as, uh, according to their, um, I guess... Significance? Yeah, significance. But all the different Batman villains, they look incredibly... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, Tommy Lee? It's, just, it's way too cheesy. 
Yeah. Oh no, not not the style, but like just the straight look. If you didn't talk, no, no. I still not do it. The purple. Come on. <laughs> so do you I prefer the tone of the movie? Do you prefer Aaron Eckhart's look, or do you prefer the cartoon look? Uh, or neither. The cartoon. I found what they did in the animated series beautiful. I have very few things that I have wrong. That's wrong. That the animated series, but uh, no, I I think uh, uh, the, the Dark Knight look is probably the superior. I think it's definitely the creepiest. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Aaron Everett's definitely the creepiest. Yeah. Right? And you can see, like, his jawbone and you know, tendons moving and things like that. And, and you gotta think about Two Face, too. He's still part Harvey Dent from yeah. this monster. I don't see Harvey Dent putting on uh, Tar like, Purple Noctari suit. You know? <laughs> no, I figured by that point, time, like, the uh, Dent's gone in, in Batman Forever at that point. But again, like, I'm not really talking about the character, because. You know, I don't like Batman forever very much, so. <laughs> I think the most polarizing costume so far for uh, just Batman villains as a whole has been Heath Ledger's Joker. When that first appeared, people were very... Really? Um, and I don't know about angry or anything. I just felt like people thought it was different. And then, of course, Harley Quinn from the animated series to Suicide Squad. That, that was a very polarizing costume. I know a ton of people loved it and still love it, and others are just abhorred. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger changed the Joker for me because I was not sold on him as, as a casting choice when he was first cast. But for me, after hear, at first after hearing his voiceover in that very first teaser trailer where it's just the flaming bat signal, you know, bat uh, symbol, uh, I was pretty sold then. But like that's what I want the Joker to be now. Is his interpretation of it? I want it to be Jenkins. I don't want it to be Jared Leto Juggalo. I will say that. Does it, is anybody's favorite Joker Jared Leto? I promise not to elaborate. I'm just curious because there's got to be somebody out there, like you know, other. Okay, than favorite Joker Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's, I mean, Mr. Freeze in the animated series is my favorite Batman villain of all time. I only redefined that character. That's my favorite Batman villain. It's so tragic and sad. I think that's why I like him so much, though. Whereas, like, the Joker is just straight up. That is your favorite villain. It is, yeah. All right, so we have a little bit of time left. We have about five minutes, yeah. I just want to talk for a minute about some of the other stuff that we do. So we are. Are you cool with shameless plugs? It's just a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. We, we are the Heroes Podcast Network, so we are at Booth 643. We actually have four podcast series and a web show. Uh, they're all different content. The three of us host Screen Heroes together. Uh, Ray also co-hosts our web series called Costume Couture. Do you want to talk about that? Well, I want to plug Screen Heroes a bit. So, okay. again, we talk about uh, movies and TV and sci-fi, superhero, and fantasy genres. We are live on Twitch every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. So if you want to join us live and join in the chat, just like today, with audience participation, we do have often. And some we, of you have had great stuff to say. Absolutely. So, we also yes. have guests on the show every once in a while, and we're looking for more. So reach out to us. We'll invite you to be on the show. And then also, if you don't want to join us, we understand it hits YouTube and all of our podcasting on Wednesdays. Um, Cosmic Tour. I basically talk about the 
costumes in just about everything for life. We have cosplayers on as guests as well. And we talk about the significance of cosplay to people. Because for some, it's just a hobby, and others, it's a life changing event. Uh, we also have a new podcast that uh, you just started, Richards and Roundabouts about Star Trek. Yep, that's every Thursday. Um, we also have the Saturday morning Tooncast, which is about Saturday morning cartoons and sugary breakfast cereals. That's our newest show. Episode 5 dropped today, a day late, usually on Saturdays. Uh, and we have a video game show called Gamer Heroes every Tuesday, where we talk about Nintendo. And this week, actually, we had a panel on Friday that was about guilty pleasure video games. So games maybe you play that you are a little embarrassed to admit. What did I play? say my guilty pleasure game was? Oh, beautiful Katamari. Oh, my God. I will play that game forever. You just roll around and collect everything until you collect the universe. And you're in this big black hole. It's crazy. Um, and then, Ryan, do you want to announce your show? Well, I don't know. We're kind of keeping that tight. Yeah. Not really. It is superhero related. Can I know? No. no. It is superhero related, but it's not like. It's our first fictional narrative show. It's like a radio show. We have uh, one of our leads is an improv comic. And. Uh, None of us. Not, not three of us. We are not improv comics. Uh, even though I'm sure many of you thought that you know, we are hilarious. Uh, no, but all of our other shows are very review and opinion based. And this is our first fictional narrative show that we're hoping to launch on December 1st. So we're really excited about that. Ryan's taking the lead on that yeah, show. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to join us next week, we'll be reviewing Justice League because obviously it comes out this week. So our our episode this Tuesday will be this right here. You guys are all on it. Thank you very much. And then the following week will be our review on Justice League. We hope you join us for that. And that's, that's pretty much it. I do have some business cards up here if you would uh, like to grab one. If not, please come by booth 643 and say hi. We've got some other uh, information there as well about our shows. Ray is at booth CP14 and Ryan is at booth 417. Uh, I don't know. It's a big booth. We've got a, big, a nice Batman, blue Batman cowl right yeah. in the corner. So come check that out and come talk to us. We have lots of Batman stuff. We have a ton of Batman stuff. Yeah, yeah so if you just want to play with the animated series Grapple Gun or something, feel free to come by and. Uh, as long as you don't break it, I'm going to be there. <laughs> if you enjoy the rankings, you can go back in our past episodes. We've ranked Justice League members, Avengers, Batman villains. Did we do the Marvel MCU movies yet? No, no, no. Oh, gosh, we got to slide that one in there. We're going to do that. Maybe we'll wait. Should we do it before or after Infinity War? That's the question. Chris wants to be on that one, but I think I'm going to ask you to come on. Yeah, I agree. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we actually talked about it. That's cool. All right, that was it. I hope you liked our ranking from our live Kansas City Comic Con panel. Join us next week as we review Justice League live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts at 8 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday night. And you can, of course, find us on iTunes and Google Play. We are also on Blog Talk Radio and Spreaker. You can also stream us directly at heroespodcast.com. We'll catch you guys next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.